And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you. Alex, we have a whole weekend of racing to talk about. Two IndyCar races at Iowa. A very dramatic NASCAR race at Pocono. We're even going to talk a little bit about Formula One at the Hungarian Grand Prix. SRX was at Stafford again on Thursday night. There's a lot of racing and a lot of tea to talk about in covering all the series. Um, Some IndyCar schedule changes coming next year. So... Really, really interesting stuff to talk about today, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Zach. I'm excited for this episode. Oh. Because there was drama. We had people... Drivers were mad. Drivers were mad because they won the race. I want to talk about that. <laughs> like, there, there was a lot of Dri- stuff that happened this past <laughs> week. Bro I'm won excited. the race and he was mad. I think we're talking about the same person, but... Yeah, I, it was a very spicy weekend all around. And, ob- I mean, we're going to go ahead and start with NASCAR at Pocono. And I think I I heard this a lot. There was a lot of angry people yesterday on the track, in the stands, on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. Um, (laughs) But that was essential NASCAR yesterday. I think Um, one of the things that NASCAR is really good at doing is just having these races with the storylines because we are leaving Pocono with so many different storylines as we head into these um the run to the playoffs and it's possibly storylines that they've kind of been developing right when we look at Denny Hamlin and the Kyle Larson drama that's kind of been developing a little bit and maybe not between those two but with how Kyle Larson's been racing with how Denny Hamlin has been preaching about respectful uh, respectful driving on his podcast and he goes out and does what he did yesterday um, that's a storyline that's building between two of the fastest drivers in the sport. So, you know, all the, all the crap we used to talk about Pocono and yes, yesterday's race had some issues with the on-track product. We certainly, I was entertained. I don't know about you. Me too. I was entertained and, you know, hearing people like Matt Weaver, what he had to say about it, um, that, you know, he said it himself. That was exactly what NASCAR needs to be. So. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, Pocono used to be just the track I would dread NASCAR going to. Like, you know, last year you and I went to Iowa. We didn't even watch it on TV. I did not care. It was Pocono. Like, we're not going to miss anything. But then the Chastain Brinny thing happens. And then yesterday, you know, I only watched the last stage of the race because I was watching IndyCar. But what I watched was really good. And I feel like that's product of the next gen car at Pocono. I think. You know, these guys, they are bumping and banging more, but these guys are able to, like, race at Pocono, which I find very interesting. Yeah, some I like it a lot. Yeah, I think there was still a race clear... more. Ra- yeah, because there's still a clear disadvantage to following another car, like, more than I think it should be, I guess, because yesterday, mm-hmm. it, I don't even know if I saw a green flag pass, like, under... You know what, like, at the front, you know what I mean? Like, I think... like. That wasn't on a restart. Yeah, like I think Reddick, Reddick maybe passed somebody like a few laps after a restart. You know, mm-hmm. I think he had fresher tires. I don't remember, but I just like I like at the battle at the end was just those three guys in the line. Truex, he had fresher tires, pulled right up to the eleven, couldn't pass him, and it was just like stuff like that was kind of irking. At the same time. It reminds me of kind of like the interesting bits of F1 where it's like every overtake is so important because they're so hard to get. So as we saw on the restarts yesterday, and we'll kind of talk about Denny Hamlin making that controversial move on Kyle Larson, you have to complete the overtake 
if you have a chance to. You know, you don't, you cannot give them a hole. And there's, you know, people talking about that last week at New Hampshire in the Xfinity Series race because there was like a big crash. I think it was like Austin Dillon and Cole Custer. Like Cole Custer, like tried to slam the door on Austin Dillon just so he could clear him, basically. And it's something that. You know, like Kyle Larson has started to do a lot. He did it to Chase Elliott at California that one time. I think he did it yep. recently I, somewhere. I don't remember. But there's that's just how NASCAR racing is right now, right? With not only the more aggressive drivers, with how hard it is to get a pass to make an overtake, with how aero-dependent the cars still are, that's just what it is. And now we talk about what happened yesterday. Denny Hamlin gets his monumental 50th career Cup Series win. Um, championship or not, he's one of the best drivers NASCAR has ever seen. Three Daytona 500s. You can't take that away from him. Seventh win at Pocono, which is a big deal. I mean, you know, we see we see drivers just have tracks. Denny Hamlin and Pocono, that's just a match made in heaven, apparently. And, mm-hmm. and that's not counting his win last year there that they took right, away. Right, true. So, but let's go ahead and talk about this incident, I guess, because... And this isn't the first time we saw Larson and Hamlin get together. We saw them get together at Kansas, Alex. and But mm-hmm. we also saw Hamlin do this exact same move to Ross Chastain last year. And yep. it's eerily similar. Same corner, same situation. Like, exact same situation. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different opinions going around about Hamlin. And, Alex, what's your kind of take? Because Hamlin... Obviously, he'll be on his podcast saying stuff as we do, but <laughs> saying some crazy yeah. stuff. I he's just he he's an advocate for you know these drivers. We need to race each other respectfully. It's it's a you know it's a circus, right? He talked about what Ross mm-hmm. did, how he can't race like that. It's unacceptable. He has to teach him a lesson, blah blah blah. But then he comes out and drives the five car into the wall, according to some people. I might be one of those people. Like, what? Do you, what's your take on it, Alex, generally? So, in my opinion, he didn't do anything wrong, Denny Hamlin. And that is, as long as he understands Kyle Larson is able to pay him back whenever Larson decides to, or wants to. Yep. And I don't, I don't have a problem with it. He did it last year to Chastain. That was payback. That's fine. If he wants to do it again to Kyle Larson, that's fine. I don't have an issue with it. Like, that is just an aggressive move for the win. And as long as you understand, you might get paid back for that by all means. And I think where a lot of people are confused on this and just mad is that Denny is not admitting that he did it like he did last year. Right. (laughs) Let's not forget, everyone, that Denny Hamlin was penalized by NASCAR for admitting he did something on the racetrack earlier this year. I didn't think about that. Yo, I did not think. Oh, Jesus. This opened. Alex, this opens up a whole nother conversation. This is what I have been saying on Twitter, also known as X, apparently, as you've said. (laughs) I've been saying this last night. It's like NASCAR opened up the rules here. It's like you're not allowed to tell the truth. You have to lie. You you can't tell the truth. You can wreck someone, but you have to lie about it. Exactly. And what did Denny do? He lied. He knows he's lying. Everyone knows he's lying. But, like, can you blame him? I don't. I mean, if you're he right. Says, yeah, if he says, yeah, I adored Larson, he gets penalized probably, right? I don't I don't know. They didn't do it last year, but 
you know, this rule keeps changing, so who knows? Because how many drivers like, have they penalized for intentionally wrecking this year? Because well, obviously we had Chase Elliott getting the suspension, but wasn't there something else the last few weeks with Xfinity or something? Or did I just make that up? Maybe not. But my point is, yeah, this, this is just stupid. We want, I think we want Denny Hamlin to get out of that car and be like, maybe not say, yeah, I doored him, but maybe he, you know, yeah, I put Larson in a very tight situation and unfortunately, you know, he hit the wall. Like, you know, but even him saying that might, might be a bit of a gray area for NASCAR. Exactly. It's just stupid because NASCAR drivers, yeah, go ahead. Drivers can't just say whatever they are feeling anymore. Because NASCAR made that ruling. Because the I drivers... That, I said it when they did it. I said it when they did it. It, it was the wrong move, and they're going to open up a horrible can of worms here. And we're seeing the effects of that. Like, you're still getting the hard racing, which we all want, but now you're going to get dishonesty, and you're never going to get here. Oh, yeah, I raced him. You know, like, um, I rattled his cage. That's gone. You're not going to get that comment. Technically, because yeah. That's a penalty. It's not allowed. You can't you like can't NASCAR is a like if you ask the NASCAR the personification of the NASCAR rulebook if you are allowed to wreck people or really aggressively race people, the answer is conflicting because you can, mm-hmm. but you just can't say you. So that's dumb. I'm, but I didn't think about that until you brought it up, which is probably explains yep. Denny's attitude. Um. But I almost want to also bring up another point. Denny Hamlin has been a bit of a, I don't know, I don't want to say unlucky, but he gets the the short end of the stick a lot, I feel like, in this sport. Whether it's being the first disqualification in 60 years, whether it's literally missing a playoff spot because Ross Chastain rode the wall at Martinsville, whether it's, you know, whatever reasons he's lost the championship before. I feel like, and then coming, you know, hearing what he's saying on his podcast this this year um the evolving behavior of all the drivers the way racing is now where you have to get a position um or you're not going to be able to get it later i think this might just be an evolving like an, uh, an or an evolution of denny hamlin and his driving style where this is how he has to race if he does want to win that championship right I mean, we yeah. saw him last year. He was Mr. Nice Guy last year. I mean, yes, he well, doored Chastain. He doored Chastain, Chastain almost but, won a championship. Yeah, like he doored Chastain in Pocono, but he didn't really do anything else to him besides that. But now, mm-hmm. going up against Larson, who Larson's been... I mean, <laughs> Larson's been known to, you know, he's been kind of aggressive lately. Um, not that much, if you ask me, but I'm biased, of course. But, you know, he, he found that opportunity to door the five car. And, mm-hmm. I mean... What, or maybe he didn't door the five car on purpose. I don't know. See, it's a whole thing. Cause, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, I also think of Kansas this year. It was also Denny and Kyle Larson. Same sort of situation. I think Pocono's a bit more egregious. Yeah. It, because that's a lot faster of a corner and you're at Pocono rather than a mile and a half. But same kind of situation. And it hurt Larson's car more. I, think, I believe Larson finished like, what, 21st, 24th, something like that. Uh, yeah, so, that, I mean, he hit the wall pretty hard, and we we know how, I mean, yeah. what, I think Byron, Byron hitting uh, Haley last week on pit road messed him up and brought him from a top five to, like, out of the top 20, so 
hitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that if you looked at the replay, that was a hard hit from Larson. Yeah. So next time, like we're going to a short track. I know the short track package isn't great, but you know, if it's Larson second, Hamlin first again, and Larson wants to spin Denny, I think by all means that's fair game because Denny has two things from Larson coming right now. Kansas and Pocono. I think Pocono more so. And what makes this more interesting is that they are very good friends off the racetrack. And they are. What what was really mm-hmm. interesting is Kyle Larson saying in yesterday's interview on Pit Road. It's like Denny's always right. Like he he Denny sounds like the like kind of like the leader of the friend group, and you don't really like you don't really argue with yeah. him. Um, of course, hopefully, yeah. And he said there's not going to be anything to come between them, and I I believe that. But at the same time. I don't think we've seen the last of this because this is not going to be the last time we see these two fight for a win. We've seen it many times, these two fight for a win. They are two of the fastest drivers in the sport with yep. the two fastest cars, the two fastest organizations, right? Only their teammates, Byron and Truex, are challenging them for consistent race wins. And yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to Richmond next week, who last few winners, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, you know, like, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, we're. This is going to be good. <laughs> I might have to get a ticket. Like, <laughs> this is going to be good, man. <laughs> well, I it's going to we're going to see this play out through the playoffs too. They, maybe they'll fight they're fighting for a playoff spot come come down the line. So it's something that yeah, well, we have to follow. And you mentioned playoff points. Larson could have had 10 more playoff points just because of Denny Hamlin. Yep. Like, Denny only you has know, How many wins does is he does he only have two wins this year? Yeah, and it's both of these, Kansas and Pocono. Hmm. So Interesting. I'm sure that ticks off Kyle Larson. <laughs> it ticks off me, too. Because <laughs> Larson and... only also has two wins, I think. Richmond and Martinsville, I'm pretty sure. I think that's right. Which is, like, yeah. crazy. This five-team, fastest car. Not fastest car. Mm-hmm. Like, JGR has been kind of topping them a little bit, but, like... One of the fastest guys, but man, they are not putting a season together. Stenhouse has a better average finish. Like, they are not putting yeah. a good season. Like, they are putting a good season b- together, but not like a championship season. You know, they're making mm-hmm. not really necessarily mistakes, but they just keep getting caught in these bad situations. Yeah. Um. One more thing about Denny and Kyle is that in the post-race conference, I don't know if you saw this, Zach. They're, um, someone brought up to Denny... What Kyle Larson said in his interview, and then Denny said, "I never touched them either," meaning both Larson and Bowman, because he also, oh, I forgot. Bowman also that, got yeah. spun in front of the eleven. That there was no contact there, but there was contact with the five. But Denny said that there was no contact with either of them. They wrecked themselves, and then Denny also said, "You know, Larson did the same thing to Bubba last year at Vegas, which we know how that ended, but it did start with the five. Kind of putting Bubba yeah. closer to the wall. And Vinny didn't mention this one, but Bubba did wreck Justin Haley at the Clash, if you recall that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was this year or last year. I, those races blend You mean Larson but... wrecked Haley at the Clash? Yeah. That happened uh, 2022. You said Bubba. I was confused. But yeah, Larson. Oh. Yeah. Larson yeah. wrecked Haley at the Clash 2022. Yes. And yeah. So... Larson's not totally innocent in this either. No. Like I think from what he Denny did to Chase as an Elliott owner at Watkins Glen too last year, right? And I think Denny as an owner is probably not happy about that move that he did at Vegas, which like that's been almost a year ago now. But I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, another thing that happened at Pocono that's funny. There was more a lot of drama. We're mostly just talking about drama at Pocono. Um, Austin Dillon wrecked himself, and then he got mad at Tyler Reddick for it and threw his helmet at Reddick. No, he tried. Um, tri- yeah, he he threw it at Reddick. It did not land. <laughs> I don't even think it hit not, the forty. It did not hit. <laughs> that was funny. This was this was funny. It was a very hard hit for Austin Dillon, though. I hope he like it was have a concussion scary. or anything. Like it was really scary um, because he. I mean, it's going in the tournament yeah. at Pocono, and we've seen a lot of nasty crashes over the years there. And um, but yeah. he just like Reddick. Reddick was doing a three wide move, and Reddick to avoid the side draft went way to the inside, like a mile to the inside on that wide front straightaway. And I don't know if the three like. Like, I guess the 45 car kind of entered the corner kind of shallow, but I'm wondering, like, if the... Like, there's a spotter up there, obviously, that sees the 45 car there. So it's just, like, I don't... Because Dylan turned down on the 45. There, I mean, the 45 had yeah. to make the corner. He was side-by-side. Side. He wasn't that shallow. He came back up right before the corner to, you know, get a good entry. So... I don't know. It, it's a little like you could have just backed off in that situation yeah. and not wrecked your car. But again, it's you know hard to pass. So it yeah. is very funny though because he was pissed. Like we haven't seen this Austin. is the second yeah. time. This is the second time that Austin Dillon has said that they need to check the S and T data because someone wrecked him, but he wrecked himself, which I find a little funny as well. Did what was the first time? Was that last week in the Xfinity race? That was uh, Gateway. Oh, Austin yeah. Cindric at Gateway. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then nothing happened because it wasn't intentional. That's funny. Um, Check the SMT Another thing. one that's funny. <laughs> another thing that's funny here. Um, Ryan Priest got spun late in the race. And it appears it was by Corey LaJoy. And after the race, there's a video that NASCAR posted. He gets out of his car and runs to LaJoy's window and just starts screaming at him. I think he was very him upset. Too. Or he grabbed him he was, or something. I think he was hitting him. Yeah. Do you remember? It reminded me of when Clint Boyer went and punched Newman while Newman was in his car still. Yeah, that dumbass. Do you remember that? That dumbass. Yeah. Who looks it, at Ryan Newman and is like, that. yeah, I want to hit that guy. Clint Boyer, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Like that, was, yeah. that was so iconic. Oh, that was such an iconic moment. Um, here's the thing: Ryan Priest has an issue with somebody every single week. He does. Have you noticed that too? I have noticed that. I bet if we look in this doc right now, our podcast doc, if we search Ryan Priest right now, <laughs> we'll have to do that during the break. Because holy well, cow! At one- there was that one quote where he's like, people need to get their butts kicked. He said something like that Well, several months ago. And then ever since then, he's been in like three things, I feel like. He's always I mean, he's in trying. some kind of drama. Like, bro. I wonder, is it him? I, is he the drama? I think he's the drama. Because, like, no one else in the field is getting wrecked as much as this guy, apparently. But to be fair, is anyone else willing to go go fight someone? We've talked about that, too. That's true, because a lot of these... Again, I mean, think about the guys at the top teams. They're, you know, they're, they have mm-hmm. a PR image to kind of keep in tow, I feel like. I like the Hendrick guys have gotten kind of sterile. The Penske guys mostly... Well, okay, maybe not. Joey Logano obviously was kind of fired up yesterday, so I don't know. Joey Logano <laughs> was about to fight We're, the safety We people. have to talk about that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I feel like there's some guys. I mean, we know Noah Gregson will, you know, get up there, but yeah, maybe, maybe you have a point there. Maybe yeah. you have a point there. Maybe Ryan Priest is the only one willing to do something about it, and he's very adamant right. about it. That's why, that's why he's always trying. He's like the he's like a mo- he's trying to moderate the field the best he can by yeah. calling out everybody every week, anybody that wrongs him during yeah. the race. So, and. What did you think of NASCAR not throwing a yellow right away for him with that spin? Inconsistent. Mm. That's a good answer. I mean, Bowman spun. Um, was wasn't he out of the? Was he? Maybe he was on the track because like Priest was on the apron. I get it. Well, Bowman was up by the wall, over in three. Yeah. No, no, not the not the one with Hamlin. Didn't Bowman spin earlier? Maybe it wasn't Bowman. Who was spun out earlier? So not it wasn't Larson. Larson. Spun. It wasn't someone spun off turn one, and it was like, or maybe that was last week at New Hampshire. I don't know. But now, like, the point is, you see all the time someone spins out, and yeah. they're sliding. Maybe they're on the apron. Caution's out. The everyone else on the racetrack's fine. By the way. Mm-hmm. But they they throw the caution out just so that guy can get back going. It was at New Hampshire. It was at New Hampshire because I remember Hamlin was talking about on his podcast like Bowman got all of his positions back even though he spun out and brought out the caution. Uh-oh. Anyways, yeah. um, but yeah, so like, so then you have a guy spin out, you know, and yes, he's out of the groove. Um, his car's stalled basically. So every other situation, they they would have thrown the caution, but they didn't throw the caution. And in my opinion, I don't think you have to throw the caution. But you know, if he was he was sitting there as the field came by, and you don't want that, so it's just yeah. I feel like they should have just thrown the caution. Now then we have well, another restart, which is stupid. But whatever. personally, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't because either. then we would have been in overtime for like ten hours. So, on that front, I'm glad they didn't. But, you know, we've kind of seen this more often because Kevin Harvick was really slow at Atlanta a few weeks ago. They didn't throw a caution. I think it was the... Was it the All-Star race at Texas? And I think it was Kozlowski was really slow. Yeah. And they didn't... Or they did throw a yellow right away. Maybe. And and I try to forget that race, but... Yeah. Yeah. There's been instances where they do different things with this. I don't know. Yeah, like, but, yeah. I just... I think it was fine because Pocono's a huge track and no one was going to get there yeah. for a while. And, like, that was, like, and in then the they back threw the of the field. They needed to. It was basically in the yeah. back of the field anyways. Like, again, no one was in danger of hitting Priest once he spun to the inside, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. I wish it was just more consistent because we've seen lately where they will hold off on throwing the caution when it's late in the race, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. If the racing's good at the front, I guess that's why. I I, I don't know. Um, it was just yeah. weird, but I'm fine with the decision they made. I don't think we need to throw cautions if we don't have to. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess and before then... we look at the playoffs, <laughs> let's talk about Joey Logano. Because if you didn't listen to that little audio on Twitter from after he spun or wrecked or whatever, <laughs> you need to. It's very. <laughs> I've funny. never heard Joey Logano that mad ever. He's just like, get the flipping tow truck. The way he says tow truck. <laughs> yeah. His northeastern accent was coming out so hard. 
it was funny. I recommend you guys check that video out. It's very funny. I don't even know what was um, like going on though. Like what? Because he yeah he just wanted to tow so back to you, pit the pits right? Because his tire yeah, was flat. Because because with the this car they still have that issue where if you get a flat the car can't drive. They still have that issue happening. Best racing series in the world, by the way. Um, continue. Um, but yeah, he was like yeah. saying, "Give me a tow," and the safety crew workers. Get out of the tow truck, and they're like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> yeah. What you need? Poor guy. You said you want you want some toes. What? Huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> someone else who was involved in that incident was Daniel Suarez, the one with Logano, uh, that hurt his playoffs in his his playoff position. Good. Let's take a look at the playoff points. Um, as usual, the four, seventeen, and the six—they're all solidly in. Unless something crazy happens. Then it's Bubba Wallace plus 26. I think he got some good points there. Yeah. Michael McDowell is still above plus 17. And then Almondinger minus 17. Daniel Suarez down to minus 23. He was first one in after the four, 17, and 6 for a while. Mm -hmm. Now he's minus 23. Ty Gibbs minus 28. Alex Bowman's minus 45. He was looking to have a good points day. You and I were texting about that, but then yeah. he gets spun. Off, I mean, that Late. 48 team, and that's happened at New Hampshire, too. I mean, they were looking at decent points, and mm -hmm. they just keep... And what, they got spun at Atlanta, too? Just, yo, you gotta, yeah. you gotta put the race together. You have got to yep. put the... They are not putting the races together. And if they put, if they put all their runs together without these huge mistakes, I mean, they would probably be at the cut line. Honestly. Yeah. And by the way, Bowman at one point was the points leader of the season. Yeah. Before his penalty, before his, his injury, injury yeah. Alex Bowman was the point leader. Like we know he's fast. Really I mean, we know Hendricks there. fast, and that goes also to Chase Elliott, who missing in action once again. I mean, yep. I think Chase. Gained, I think. Go ahead. Chase Elliott gained four points in Michael McDowell. I'm not a math expert, but that's not enough. <laughs> he has five races to gain. He has to... What? He needs to gain 11 points each race now. And he's gaining four. And it... It's less likely that he's gonna just like... Oh, well, he could win any week now. Really? You sure? I don't see... Unless he just has a standout performance at Watkins Glen, which he very well could... I don't see it. The problem or he is survives the chaos of Daytona or that nine team feels uh, like Indy. they are like two months behind the pace. Like they are, they're. Yeah. It's like it's feel like they're still in their early season and they're still trying to like, you know, get their rhythm back. I guess mm -hmm. I, I just and that well, we're going to Richmond, which might be good for that nine team. Like Chase has been pretty decent. At Richmond. Josh Berry finished second or yeah. third there. Like yeah, like Hendrick's obviously fast there. We have some road courses, which I think Chase Elliott's pretty comfortable at, obviously, with his success. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, missing in action. I yep. I don't... I mean, and yeah, having five way, races Zach, that he has to win, like, mm -hmm. that's not going to be easy, like, pressure-wise. Go ahead. Zach, there's a real chance that he misses enough points that he could have gained a gateway if he doesn't intentionally spin someone at Charlotte. 
someone being Denny Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. Denny sure. Hamlin goes back to Denny Here's Hamlin. the thing. I like this Joe Gibbs Racing Hendrick feud we got, or at least the Denny Hamlin Kyle Larson feud, because I, I said this when Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson were beefing at Watkins Glen last year. The sport needs that. The sport needs mm-hmm. a Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. We need two guys that are beefing that are actually relevant. Not Ryan Priest and Corey LaJoy. We like need, Gordon and Earnhardt. We yes, we need Lar- oh, Larson and Hamlin would be an amazing feud to have for the sport. I think Truex is too old mm-hmm. to beef with anybody. Um, he don't care. He's not going to beef with anybody. Aren't Denny and Truex the same age? But you know what I mean. <laughs> I get it. But also, but you know Denny how Truex is. While, yeah. You think Truex is going to pay somebody back? No. The damn war. Anyways, um. But like, and then yeah, what? I, William I, I Byron, <laughs> William Byron, <laughs> William Byron. Nah, he ain't doing stuff. Larson and I think Hamlin are the two more Hamlin than Larson. But those two, I think, are kind of the and they're and they're on different teams. We're never gonna see a rivalry on the same team because we just won't. Like the owner will shut that down. Why'd you give mm-hmm. me that face? Who? Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon had quite the thing for thank quite a while. Thank you for thank were... you for bringing up an example from 15 years ago. Anyways, well, not 13 13 years ago. I was gonna say it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I'd like I had to like glance at my calendar. But like, do you see that? Do you see that happening with any pair of teammates in the sport right now that are fast? Um, because I could see it with like I don't know like who's not like, at Hendrick, not at Hendrick, but you know what? Because like. I feel like because I, because I, they've gotten they've Rick's gotten good at settling different feuds. But I was gonna say Penske, but Brad ain't there anymore. Brad and Joey were about to go at each other's throats for a minute. Yeah. Um, maybe Ty Gibbs eventually, but not anytime soon. I don't know. Maybe. I could I see know. that maybe. But that's we need a rivalry. Here's the thing: we need a rivalry between different teams. Right, Chevy yeah. and Hendrick, Kyle Larson versus Toyota, Denny Hamlin, Joe Gibbs. That's a good rivalry and to have. The fans are very engaged Vocal. in it, as we saw with the reaction to the finish yesterday. I wonder what and it's going to be like. I think the fans like. are on the Chevy side. What what is it going to be like going into Richmond? Because that's Denny's home track, you know. And when, from my experience, I when I go to Richmond, I hear some cheers for Denny. I did hear boos. And this is talking like 2020, mm-hmm. 2021, 2022 when I went. Like, you know, Denny would get booze and, but still a lot of cheers because, you know, it's Chesterfield, Virginia. That's around Richmond. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens at Richmond this weekend. And, yeah, hopefully yeah. hopefully we haven't seen the last of it, in my opinion. I'll close on this before we take our break. Is that I hope Denny Hamlin does this move at Phoenix on Kyle Larson to win the championship. The same movie did at Kansas and Pocono to win the championship. Then we will finally get our long-awaited victory lane fight. Is that like what? <laughs> like, do they like I gate off? I wonder if they gate off victory because, like, now that I think about it, they the drivers probably have trouble getting to victory lane with all the crowded people. Well, like if now that they there. do the now that they celebrate on the front stretch, it'd probably be similar to the Bowman Hamlin Vinny again. Uh, oh, the burnout thing, thing at Martinsville. Martinsville. Wait, yeah. that That'd would be, be good. That's what NASCAR needs. Again, like 
It is. Matt, Matt, we, I'm pretty sure Matt Weaver wrote an article about this. Like NASCAR, this is what NASCAR is about. It's about drivers being pissed off. It is. Yep. This is what the sport's built on. 1990, what, what, Daytona 500 was that? 1990, 19, 1979. That's what I'm trying to say. I was like, what are you, what are you trying to talk I about? D- yeah. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know. We're going to go ahead and take a break and then talk about IndyCar at Iowa. All right, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Time to talk about the Ivy doubleheader at Iowa. I was like, at IndyCar. No, at Iowa. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where they were this mm-hmm. weekend, apparently. Um, going back, we didn't go to the Iowa this year, obviously, because um, we're not being like, oh, we went to Iowa! But, um, of course, our man Joseph Newgarden had a really good weekend. 100 points on the board for him. Um, he swept the Iowa doubleheader going for what this is now like one two like five straight oval race wins dating back to last it year it is yeah he is only the third driver in history to ever do that joining aj foy and al unster senior very impressive i mean to and dominate an entire track type like that if iowa two if he doesn't have that mechanical failure he would be at eight in a row ovals yeah that crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. He's the Oval King. He is. Like it's and it's hard it's unbelievable. to see anyone stopping him, honestly. Um I mean, we're, I don't I don't see him losing St. Louis, quite frankly. I mean, David yeah. Malukas got close last year, Scott McLaughlin's getting better, but we'll, I wonder we'll see. why That's... it's just Joseph like why does Joseph have such an edge and it's just also, you know, we talk about the lack of ovals. I think it's hard for some of these teams and drivers to really develop their oval setups and stuff because there's just... Especially, the, especially if they came from Indy next. Yeah. There's, like, only definitely. Iowa. So... Yeah. And if you look at... The, I mean, what, there's two Speedway oval tracks and then the two short ovals. So it's, like, it's just you get such limited exposure. Um, I, I guess there's less setup development. Um, you know, throughout the seasons on on ovals mm-hmm. compared to, you know, a street course or a road course, because you go to the, you know, you know, you go to you go to a road course every month. Right. But I think mm-hmm. so. What I'm trying to say is I think Joseph, anyone to come get faster than him and find something that's, you know, better than that two car. It's going to take a while, you know, because yeah. we have gateway and then that's it. Like there's gonna we're gonna have to wait like a whole nother like eleven months before they get back to a short oval and figure something out. So yeah. Right. So but I mean, yeah. He, we're not it surprised. It just fits his skill set. Yeah. I mean he's always been good at Iowa. I mean, even in the uh the uh what's it called? The was it was it what was the sixty seven? Was that Ed Carpenter? No? Yeah. Yeah. Well the sixty seven was Sarah, Sarah Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, yeah. And then the twenty one was Ed Carpenter. Those teams kinda merged. When did he win? Yeah. When did he win in... Because he won there before he got to Team Penske, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that with Sarah he, Fisher? It was in the 21. It was in the 21. Um, Short, like a month or two after he, like, broke a bunch of bones after right. that scary Texas crash, he went and led, like, 95% of the race at Iowa in the 21. Yeah. And then, like, shortly after, it was pretty much like he's going to Penske. So. Yeah. I think that I think Iowa Speedway means a lot to him for a lot of reasons. Right. But so yeah, race one, uh, Joseph won. Obviously, he swept the weekend. I'm very happy. Um, but he was very mad 
afterward. And Lee Diffie had to apologize for language that you would expect, like, in an angry fight or something. And so Joseph was mad because of lap traffic. That, like, lap traffic, they were just not getting out of the way. They were just racing poorly, too aggressively back there. Uh, and he says in this in the post-race interview that he would wreck anyone who was mirror driving. And some people on Twitter I saw were like, why would he say that? He shouldn't be talking yeah. like that. It's okay, because he doesn't as, have a podcast. <laughs> as, as his fan, who's a fan of his for a long time, he is super, super competitive. There was still another race coming. So, and he admitted this in his interview with NBC after race two, that he's just super competitive. His mind immediately went to race two. He wasn't even thinking about Obi Wan. Yay. He was oh, ready to win race two. That's true. So he, to, yeah. so he was just like, I have another 250 laps ahead of me, and these people are driving like that, and I got to deal with it. Like, if they do it, I'm mad. That's so, true. I get it. Now that I get it now. Yeah. Mentally, that must be so hard. Like, obviously, yeah. you won, and that's great, but, like, you have to reset yourself. There's yep. a whole other race. That must be yep. so difficult for them. Like, it's almost like you can't and even celebrate. It's not a proper celebration. Like, you can't, you know, you can't drink the champagne. You can't, you know, you can't party all night. You yeah. got to be ready, mentally prepared for the next race. And I think it was a heat of the moment thing for him, because he was already thinking about the next day. Yeah, and I think that's really what puts him ahead of some other drivers. Is that he's like so competitive, he's ready to just do it again. And he's already planning. How am I going to do tomorrow differently to ensure I win again? Yeah, and I can understand that his him saying that I w- I'll wreck anyone who does it. He wasn't actually going to do that. That's not right. his style. He's aggressive. He might bump someone out of the way, you know. But I don't think he'd like wreck someone. I think he was just really pissed and. I don't think it's a bad thing. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. Defend my man. But Yeah. <laughs> but he said so as much of that that is what the case was. So Um but yeah, these races were solid and once Joseph took the lead in either of them, it was over. I believe he took the lead about halfway in race one. Yeah, because he had Howard, like a then in- not poor qualifying. He definitely qualified better than he normally does. I'll tell you what. But, like, he started sixth right. in race two, right? And then, like, race one, Seven. I think he started, yeah, like, something like that. So, you know, he had to, he had some, he had some ground to make up. And what I really, but, I like the storyline that NBC was kind of building up with Pato Award, where it's like, if mm-hmm. you want to beat Joseph, you got to stick it to him early. You got to put him behind, make it so hard for him early while he's still in traffic. Because if he gets out to the lead, it's over, right? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a final boss. You're fighting a final boss, <laughs> like, like it's, right. it's crazy. But that's, I mean, but, yeah. So race one, Penske started one, two, three. Joseph was third, and then race two, Joseph started seventh. Uh, race one, it was the Penske show one, two, three for a long time, and then Joseph got around both of them. Eventually, led the second half of the race. Then race two, he went from seventh. The first in 37 laps at Iowa. Like that is those laps are like 17 he seconds long. He did that really both fast. of his teammates in a in one single corner. corner. That was crazy. like it was nothing. Scott McLaughlin was struggling to pass Will Power. He was battling them for for laps. 
And then Joseph comes because he has the difficulty on too low. Just passes them both. Like, bro, turn the yep. difficulty up. I know it's not fun. <laughs> like, that's cr- like that's just insane. It, it looked like he had, like, brand new fresh tires, which yeah. I wonder if that's not part of his skill at Iowa, is that he's just better at saving tires. Because tire wear is huge at Iowa, because it's an older, rougher surface. Yeah. Which, by the way, Colton Herta says he wants the track to be repaved. Which I found interesting. Wow, he's ready for F1. He's already complaining about the track surface. Holy cow. He is ready for... Oh my god, but, uh, get, him, get him in the Red Bull. Whoa! He's ready. This track has too many bumps. Oh, my car got light in the middle of the corner. Wah! It made my hair get in my face. That's Colton Herta. But I do wonder... I do wonder <laughs> if that is why Joseph is just so much better at Iowa. Specifically, like he's good at Gateway, he's good at Texas, Iowa. He's just like another beast. So I don't know, something to think about. And there was another moment I want to highlight is when he was three wide with Polo, which you know championship leader, and Benjamin Peterson, who was like going fifty under the entire race. He uh, had the Peterson's difficulty in the too middle. high. He had the difficulty too high. Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, the, so Peterson's in the middle, Polo on the bottom, and Joseph on the outside, and Townsend does his whoa, it was crazy. It took me like an hour to process that, as I thought they were going to wreck, because 55 was just so slow. And speak of, the 55 ended up getting disqualified for going too slow, they parked him. How many with, times like, has that happened? I bet that hasn't like happened in years. I don't think that's happened in years. I don't know. I feel like James Hinchcliffe might have got a warning at least one time in the 29 car. Because it was bad. Maybe. But, you might be right. But yeah, 55 got disqualified for going too slow, parked for the rest of the race. But yeah, Joseph was just on another level at Iowa, as always. And yeah, this race was great. Championship battle. Joseph gained 37 points on Polo, which I know isn't a lot. I was hoping we were probably hoping for more if you're a Joseph fan. Yeah. Uh Gateway is still coming. Uh it is now rather than 117 <laughs> points, it is now 80. Yay. And I can tell you I think Joseph would probably will probably win the championship if we had double points at the Indy 500 this year. That seems to be where we're going, which kind of hurts. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alex Pelot finishes eighth in race one. Alex Pelot finishes third in race two. And what he finished, he made that huge comeback because he was one of the cars that took tires under one of the later cautions, right? Is that what happened? I don't. Because well, don't he was running fifteenth, right? And but he made a huge so charge. He ran like fifteenth all day in both races. Recovered to eighth in race one, and then race two, he's running fifteenth again all day. But then every time he would pit, he would gain a ton of ground. Like he would, he leapfrog Dixon, he would leapfrog Kirkwood. So then he would like gain two or three spots every yeah. stop. Then on that final restart, which we're going to get into the whole late caution in a minute, um, Polo was fifth when that caution came out and was about to get lapped by Joseph Newgarden when that caution came out. Mm hmm. 
So yeah, and then on that last restart, he had better tires than McLaughlin and was able to go to third. So yeah, For, it's frustrating. Pelo is just luckiest person you, on the planet. Yeah, but. he is. After you, of course. Uh, if your name is Alex, you you just have luck apparently because um yeah, that's but that's ridiculous. That's his. This was where Joseph was supposed to get all of his points. The ship, yeah. listen, the ship is not built and I'm not getting on it. So, listen. No. I'm not I'm not on the ship and I don't think there's a ship either. Hear me out. He did make up pretty much half of what is left of the lead, right? So let's say he wins gateway and Pelo finishes like I don't Third. know fifth. <laughs> okay, sure. But then if Polo has an issue, which remember he did have issues at Indy Road Course and Gateway in 2021, he did win championship that year. But he did have those issues, right? Could happen again. He, he already made up half of the lead he has now. If he does it again, he's right there. So you know, possible. I hate I hate Alex Polo. When he won his championship, that's when I caught COVID the first time. I hate okay. that. I hate that MFR. I hate him. <laughs> I hope he does go Alex to Formula Polo's One. Fault? It is his fault. It was at Long Beach. I remember watching that race coughing. I was so oh sick. Gosh. I was so That's sick. So funny. I was so sick. I can't do this anymore, Alex. I can't. I'm going. Are you saying you're, you're probably going to get COVID again? You're watching me. You're watching me descend into madness right now. I can't. Uh, um, Free help us. In re- Speak of you needing help. Uh, in regards to your comment about me having luck, we picked the same drivers for Iowa. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we picked Joseph Pato. Those get canceled out. But then race one, I have Scott Dixon. You have Alex Pillow. Fantasy. And then race two, I had Alex Pillow. You had Scott Dixon. We just flip flopped him. Uh, and I got both points. That's Alex and I picked the there. same drivers at the exact same track, and he still cleared me. Yep. <laughs> we better. I don't know. And then in NASCAR, in NASCAR, yeah, I, we picked I, the same two, two drivers. We picked Hamlin and Truex. No, I picked Bell last week. But still, yeah. I don't, same thing from the same team. Mm-hmm. And I've won two in a row in NASCAR fantasy. Things are great. Zach is giving me the dirtiest look right now. I am just so um, flabbergasted. So, you know what flabbergasted me, Zach? What? Was this moment with the 51 car and Stingray Rob in race two. I think you weren't the only one flabbergasted, Alex. <laughs> I think IndyCar race control might have been a bit flabbergasted because they <laughs> their sweet time to They were the saying yellow. another word that was starting with F. <laughs> <laughs> so... 51 team, the right rear wheel is not tightened in the pits, and they send him out, Stingray Rob, and it comes off in turn three. Very scary situation. After we just saw a tire fly nearly into the stands at the Indy 500. Yeah, hit that poor white Chevy. Um, This was a scary horrifying moment i was like yeah. holding my breath we when don't... that tire was rolling up yeah and 
Connor Daly nearly dodged it, and Alexander Rossi had to go up the track. Then Joseph have to Joseph dodge Newgarden. it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine! Imagine that's what. Oh no, that would have sucked. But but thankfully nothing happened. And by the way, the yellow didn't come out until Joseph got to it. Like when Rossi and Daly were at it, it, it was still green. Well, they didn't I don't know see why it. it took so long. They just did, they didn't see it. Of course, they didn't see it on a under half uh, under mile track. Well, you know why they probably didn't see it? It was those giant, that giant suite that High V built. It was rocking it. I bet you that's why they didn't see it. I'm like actually convinced that's what that's why they didn't see it because TV you couldn't see it for a second either because of those suites. <laughs> that would I'm make sense saying. if the if the race control is like near turn one, then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm just saying, or wherever the f- hell they are. Those suites were too tall. I, I get what they were doing, but I, just build more cringe. around the corners or something. Yeah, why would you build it in the middle of the track? Like Because now you can't see the backstrap. I, I think that's literally why they didn't see this. Genuinely. But, I don't know. I'm not a fan so, of stuff in the track blocking my view. That's just dumb. But, yeah. what was the... the, the <laughs> an amusing part of this whole situation was seeing the replay of the 51 leaving its pit stall. And the crew guys are like, first of the... Yeah, good stop, guys. And then the rear tire team just like, bro, 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 bro. No, 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 no. no I didn't get it on. I think it on. The pit so, remember. No, he starts, he starts running after the car like it's going to do anything. <laughs> I don't get why they didn't tell him stop, 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 and then like back up. We didn't get the tire on. They called for him to go around the I whole know track. why. I know why. The why the high V uh, suite was blocking the radio communication. <laughs> God. Um, no wait, so actually, so the they told him they told him to just go all the way around. Yeah, they're fucking stupid. I hope they get do they're gonna get is this NASCAR where they get a penalty? Because I hope they do. That's dumb. So so two things. One, I thought you weren't cursing on here anymore. What did I just say? You just said the F word. No, I didn't. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> two two, the fifty one was disqualified <laughs> from the race because of this. Good. They disqualified I them think... from the race. Imagine they did that in NASCAR. That'd be crazy. Yeah, they got parked. Just like the 55, they were parked. So Go ahead and log off for me. I think that's the right call. Go ahead and log yeah, off Yeah, go for ahead me. and log out for me. <laughs> they lost um, the rest of the race from the high uh, suites. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, another thing. And I don't want to be all negative. This is a great weekend. You know, because, you know I don't want to go back-to-back negative here, but they are important things to talk about. Uh, the end of the race. So, for the and yet another time, we have a late yellow in a race. That's fine. That happens. But we've had three different decisions from IndyCar race control. Um, yeah, I'm not very satisfied. So we talked about this after getting to 500. And I don't want to like echo what I've already said. But they need to figure out what they're going to do with late like yellows. They need to figure it out. Because are you going to red the race? Are you going to just let it play out and then possibly end under yellow? Like, what are you going to do? Because this time, they didn't let anyone pit for tires. They they just said, we're not letting you pit. And we're just going to go. So what you got is what you got. Which I feel like takes out a lot of strategy. 
we could have seen yeah it's a little unfair. get new tire like scott mclaughlin probably would have came into pit because his tires were older than everyone else and there were only five cars on the lap and they because they changed the last 10 laps of a race james, Hin- james hinchcliffe explained this really good is that the last 10 laps they have a rule indycar does that they can do what it, they can change the rules and everything's out the window last 10 laps i'm, I'm sorry is this like a new rule no They've had this. Oh, that's why this has been so inconsistent. Because they yeah, have been following the rule, doing whatever the hell they feel like in the moment. Yeah, and that, I'm going to get to that. But they told the teams beforehand, for, for if there's a caution with 10 to go or less, there's you will not be able to pit. And apparently, like, New Garden, Power, etc., they all knew this rule. I guess the three team did not because they were they wanted to pit. I don't know. And then, like, the lap-down cars would not get their lap back, which I think that should be the case normally, but it's not. I don't know. So, I just kind of want to go through some things here. Uh, Texas, Iowa, and Indy all had late race yellows, right? At Texas, that race ended under yellow, right? Because Akasha came out with two to go. We didn't have, like, a little one-lap shootout thing. That didn't happen. And the caution came out with 25 to go. It was that big Graham Ray Hall crash yeah. uh Texas. And they restarted with 12 to go. Another yellow for Grosjean at two to go. The race was done and another yellow. I think that was perfect. Yeah. How they handled that's Texas. how you that's how you call a motor race, Michael Massey. There wasn't a red flag. Maybe they could have done a red flag if they wanted to focus on the cleanup for Texas. I think I'd be okay with that. But, you know, it's fine. That was good. Indy 500, we all know, three red flags. The first yellow at the end was for Rosenquist at 16 to go. They restarted at 9 to go. And then they just went red flag, red flag, red flag. They had the one-lap shootout. Full NASCAR. They never do that again. Full NASCAR. Yeah. Full NASCAR. Yeah. And then Iowa, no red flag, which I thought they were going to do. I thought the precedent was set at Indy. Apparently Apparently not. not. (laughs) And... As I said, they told all the drivers beforehand what they were doing, and I think that's good. But but they're te- I think next now next gateway. What are they going to do? That's the question. Exactly. Three ovals this year. Three of the four oval races have had these late yellows, and they all three have different rule decisions here. They need to pick out something to do, and. I wouldn't be mad about the Iowa one. I don't necessarily like that they can't pit. I think that's kind of weird. But personally, I go with Texas. It'd be fine. But here's the thing. It's like that rule. Like, there should be a rule where it's like if. Yeah, no, that pit. That's dumb. That is actually kind of dumb. Yeah. They can't pit. James Hinchcliffe said on the broadcast is like he thought they would just say, okay, first time by the pits. Pit road is open. They've done that before, apparently. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, Why just do a just quickie. Do... Just do a quickie yellow or whatever. Yeah. You can do that, I'm pretty sure. Or like Yeah. Like they need what I'm saying, they need some kind of rule where it's like if there's a caution within five to go, for example, either the race is over or you get one red flag. If you want to have a something NASCAR restart or whatever. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like instead of this broad rule where it's like we can do whatever we want if a yellow comes out with ten to go, no, that's ridiculous. You need consistency. You do need consistency because this is getting really stupid. Like it's, it's yeah, just and dumb. like this. This wasn't as 
awful as D&D 500's fiasco at the end of that. Like, I can... I'm fine with it since I told the drivers everyone should have been on the same page. But let them pit. Like, you, you took away all the strategy. Yeah. So then they just kind of went. Everyone knew. Everyone had the same stuff. And no one was going to be able to challenge Joseph for gain positions. And you put guys on older tires like McLaughlin in a worse spot. Because it would have been really interesting know. to see, you know, someone in yeah. that top five go and get tires. Or Joseph goes yeah. and gets tires and then no one, and then everyone else doesn't. And then Joseph has to go, you know, pass mm-hmm. all of them in one corner. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that would have been really interesting, you know. So not letting them pit. The, what yeah. other what racing series does that? It doesn't let their cars pit in the last 10 laps. I don't, I, I don't think that's a thing very, that they should do if you're concerned about wasting time. I don't know. Yeah. Sum that up. Pick something and stick with it. Whether it's a red or if you want to just if it if you run out of laps and you're gonna pace under yellow, sure. If you're gonna not let him pit, I guess that's better than we did at Indy. I don't know. I don't know. Nathan Brown did a good article on this for the Indy Star. Oh. If you want to check that out. At this point, um, I'd rather just yeah. have like not an overtime rule, but like a red flag rule where it's like there will be a red flag if it's five to go and we're under caution or something. I'm fine with that, because you're going to do it anyways, so so just commit to it, please. Yep. Yeah. And lastly, this was the second year of the High V Iowa weekend. Uh, We didn't go this time, as we said, but what do you think? I know you only watched race two. You were doing stuff during race one. It seemed pretty cool. Ed Sheeran was there. Waving the green flag um, on NBC. Like, NBC was, like, you know, talking about Ed Sheeran a lot, and... You know, it's cool. I'm glad, again, we talked last year about how all it takes is a brand with money to come in and, you know, get some performers and the weekend's an event. I mean, that's... The Iowa weekend is one of the biggest events on the IndyCar schedule, I feel like, at this point, right? I mean, you have the crown jewels of Indy Indy and Long Beach and, you know, any of the road course races at Indy might be a big deal, too, because you're at Indy, but Iowa is now also just a big deal. It's a big weekend, right? Um, For the fans, for the drivers. So, um, I kind of... I like what Hy-Vee has done with this Speedway. It's brought a lot of life back into it, and we see some of the best racing we see all season long, right? I mean, it's... might be the best oval track, honestly, which is crazy to say. Like in terms of just pure yeah. racing, like it's just we see we see Pat. I mean, and it's it's like it's like why NASCAR is normally really good at short tracks because there's always something happening. It's such a small space for these cars. There's always yeah. lap traffic. It's kind of like IMSA, like endurance racing. There's always traffic, so it just makes it really entertaining. Um, I want more short ovals, obviously. So for sure, like, and I think you're you'll get that with Milwaukee, yeah, eventually. Whether that's next year, or the year after, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and to close on that, that a high V executive said in the IndyCar pre-race for race two that I they will that, be back yeah. next year. They yep. are already thinking of like adding another suite. contact, probably block <laughs> more of the track. Um, yeah, God. now now we can lose a tire over in turn two and not see it. Yeah. Maybe that's what'll happen next year. Uh, they're gonna double ticket prices again. I listen. 
I love Iowa Speedway. I want to support that track, but they can't do those high prices, man. I think F1 hey, should go to it's Iowa. It's probably... They could. With, with those prices. I mean, it's, you could, it's actually less than F1, probably. Way less. But uh, I think it's because Ed Sheeran's probably super expensive to get, and I get it. But, come on. that The stands looked a lot emptier this year. They say they sold more tickets, but it was... You like you and I were there last year. It was packed. It was packed, and I, I at least on TV, it did not look as full as yeah. it was last year. And the suites looked empty, like the ones in the corners. So I don't know what happened there. But again, I'm glad that Hy-Vee is supporting it. I just hope they make this like the concerts are great and should be a part of this, but the race needs to be the focal point. You know. I, I feel like you don't want to get too into NASCAR's LA Coliseum race, which I love. I like the idea. It's about the concerts, about fun. Oh. But hmm. you, your point of Iowa is to get people into the series, not just show up for the concerts. And I think a lot of people only showed up for the concerts this time. So, I don't know. They need to find the right I don't mix. know if I agree with you on all that, because it's like... I... <sighs> If you're going to make it as expensive as it was, you're only going to get the people that show up for the concerts. Well, yeah. Like a majority. But, like, do they care? Why should they care that it's only the... I, I don't know. I, I guess... You like, see what I I'm saying? I, you got to make people care about the race, too. I guess. But also, it's almost like I a little like mini... That, it's like yeah. a little mini music festival, almost. With race cars. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, like, we see how it works at Indy. We saw what Chicago was probably going to be with the Chainsmokers. We saw, we see mm-hmm. what the LA Coliseum is. I mean, the only thing that's so different about Iowa is that it's in the middle of nowhere. I think that's it's also in the middle the problem. of nowhere. You're paying all that yeah. money to travel. So you also have to travel to the track. You can't just, you know, it's not anywhere. It's not near anywhere relevant. Sorry. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's a little bit weird about it that you might be kind of correct about where it's like, you know, p- are people really going to, I, I think you do have to have those concerts anyways, because if you don't, people aren't going to come. I agree. So it's like, yep, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I, I don't know how you balance it because yeah. getting Ed Sheeran is a good look. For your event, but also if it makes your ticket prices get unreasonable, what the hell? Hmm. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see what yep. happens to it next year. I don't year. know. But I'm fine with for the sure. idea of the, I, the main thing. The main thing that held me back from going to Iowa again was trying to find a hotel. Truthfully. That's the thing because there's none because that you'd are have close to have to an hour, and that is it's so much traveling. I'd be traveling more of the distance that I do to go back home, yeah, which is a three hour drive just in Iowa. Like, and it's a double header, that's the thing, it's a double header, yeah. it's a whole weekend. So it's like you need you're an hour from Iowa City and Des Moines. And like, we when we went, we were in an Airbnb Wallace middle of nowhere, is a dumbass for building this track. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know how many of our listeners know Des Moines at all, but in my opinion, it should have been by the amusement park in Altoona, Iowa. Instead, that'd be a like twenty-minute drive from Des Moines, maybe less. 
rather oh, you just than need to build an Iowa clone, our... like build an Iowa clone. Like I don't know. At Denver, I said in Texas, Texas, whatever. Ooh, D- Denver would be yeah, cool. somewhere. Yeah. I don't not in the middle of nowhere. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and take a break before we get into the tea. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about in the tea, including um, IndyCar's new championship finale for next year. Um, some NASCAR silly season starting to kick off with colleague Justin Haley. Where's SVG going? So we'll talk about that right after the break. Time for this week's edition of the tea, where we talk about the latest gossip around the motorsports world and all of the, it's, it's what it's July. It's almost August. Silly season starting to ramp up. Um, but before we talk about that, we watched F1 this weekend. It was the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, yeah. And it was actually pretty interesting Saturday, at least, during qualifying. I was going to say, I was going to say, you ain't speaking <laughs> you said, for me. You what said, are you talking about? Where are you about? going with that sentence? Where are you going with that sentence? So, um, Lewis Hamilton gets his first poll since um, the 2021 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, I think, I believe. So, mm-hmm. that was a huge deal. Um, I mean... It was just so exciting to see him get that pole, see his reaction. He was pumped up, and I felt like that was really dangerous for the rest of the field, because especially for Max, because like I think Lewis, with a fast car, getting fired up like that, um, that, that's what Lewis needs. He just needs, I think, he needs that fire to get kind of lit back inside him, because I think he's just been... Mm-hmm. With the the struggles that the cars had, I think it's kind of easy for him to kind of not give what he's normally giving. Yeah, I, I love Lewis, but then he didn't even lead through a corner. Because Verstappen took the lead and won the race. Yeah, and Verstappen. Well, Listen. Verstappen pulled Listen. a Denny Hamlin and fucking. Oh, <laughs> see, I told you. You've been saying the f word. <laughs> Well, it's not my fault because Verstappen driving like that, shoving him off the track, is getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I gave him a lane. Yeah. So yeah, I watched and then I had it on. It wasn't really wasn't watching, and then and Verstappen won. Cool. Um. Anyway, a flop of the week to Formula One for a different reason. Um. F one has threatened to block Las Vegas clubs because some clubs in Vegas are going to have views of the course for the Las Vegas race that's happening. Yes. Um they're gonna they're threatening to block these clubs views. I don't know how they're gonna do that. Like they're gonna like hang high up v some suites? boards on their windows. They're gonna build high V suites. They're gonna, they're gonna build a high V suite in front of their window. They're gonna build a high V store on in high on the strip. Um, unless these clubs pay millions of dollars to F1. Because it's like... Uh, this is via the New York Post. Because the logic is that if they're able to see the race, then they should have to pay for, you know, like, it's. I guess it's kind of like a ticket price. So if your restaurant holds a certain amount of people, you have to pay, like, what, over $1,000 for each person that you can hold. Even yeah. if some of those seats can't see the track at all in your club. Do those... Buildings. I'm assuming they're like apartments and hotels in Monaco. That's what I'm thinking. What do, so now I think about every other single street race ever. And yeah. I don't think they do that 
I don't know if they do it in Monaco, but like Monaco's also different because that's their whole culture. Their whole country's yeah. about that race. But, you know what I mean? But then like it, But then Isn't it Emila where there's like the track is just in someone's backyard? Is that Emila? It might be, I think so. Like, do they make that person's house? You gotta pay us millions of dollars. You live here, actually, but like, we're here, so... And then what about, like, I don't know, like, did they do that at Chicago with the, you know, with all the hotels and buildings oh, around? Oh, yeah, NASCAR? I doubt it. Like, do they do that with Singapore? I don't know. I've never heard of this before. That's the thing. Because if you're doing a street race and you're coming to a city and you're racing on the streets, I think you're kind of opening up people being able to watch it because, well, they live there. They live there. Yeah. Like, I I get it, but I don't get it. It's just a little scummy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this race might end up being a one and done. This Vegas race. I think it's going to be really cool, and I'll end up falling asleep because it's going to be at, like, 1 a.m. for some reason, even though it's a U.S. race. Um, Is it really? I don't know. I thought it started at, like, 11 it's p.m. It's like, pretty sure it's 11 it's p.m. It's pretty late. It's 11 p.m., I'm pretty sure. Unless they, I don't know. Like... It's starting way later than it should, but it, it'll be cool. But I feel like it's going to be a one-and-done thing. Unless, I, they probably have a contract for, like, three years or something, but I doubt I it'll I'm... go on. Because the hype is dying out. Verstappen's going to win it anyway. Everyone already knows. So, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, SRX. Uh, they had their second race of the season. Ryan Newman won after yeah. finishing second last week. I had fun. SRX was just fun. I don't have much to say. They had some brake issues. Tony Kanon looked like he was going to win. My God, TK. That was crazy. Yeah. And it looks like, in general, a lot of the cars had brake issues. Um, yeah. And, and they, they were talking Ryan about Priest, that. Yeah, go ahead. Ryan Priest had brake issues as well. What were you going to say? They like Apparently, last week, that was a big kind of storyline where it's like you had to save your brakes throughout the whole night. Um, like in the heats and stuff, and that's what I think Marco Andretti kind of did that in the first race, and that kind of got him a good finish. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's just like it was seeing the brake fail. Like Paul Tracy also had brake failures, right? No, like didn't he like turn somebody because he couldn't slow down in the well, car? I mean, he's Paul Tracy, so he probably just turned them because he was bored. But I think it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. say. Did his brakes fail, or did he mean to do that? We never know. <laughs> By the way, Paul Tracy, he said I didn't realize this, but in one of his interviews, he said that he since he's racing again with SRX, he's like tried to actually like take better care of himself. He's lost a ton of weight Good for him. I haven't seen that. Like. Yeah, like he looks like a completely different person. When what? they interviewed him, I didn't even realize it was him. Yeah. What? It's kind of crazy. No way. Um. Wait. Well, you can tell it's him, but like he looks very different. I'm trying to find from a what picture. I remember. So good for him. I can't even find a picture. Um. You, no. We can look later. I, no I can send way you something. this is him. Wait, wait. I'm checking his Instagram. <gasps> Bro. Oh my yeah. God. He's yassified. Wait! No, I don't know about that. I'll, kinda, I wouldn't say that. He's kind of daddy. Wait! No! Wait! No, I, Wait a I'm minute! I'm sorry I brought this up. Wait! He's kind of no. serving. No? No. No? Absolutely not. No. 
You it's sure? Paul Tracy. <laughs> it's Paul Tracy. Listen, I only I'm, brought this up because I, I wanted to be nice to him for a change, and you went way over. You went too far. Listen, I wouldn't anyway. care. Listen, if he made a weird comment about my shoes, I wouldn't be offended. Anyway, um, <laughs> someone who's actually attractive. Uh, that was mean. But anyway, well, uh, Joseph Ryan Newgarden oh. is racing. <laughs> jo- Joseph Newgarden is racing SRX this week, Thursday night. 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. What's that track Y'all called? Motor Mile? Motor Mile. It's in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. Sounds like a... These all sound like tracks that like the Cars universe races at. Disney Pixar Cars. Wasn't one of the tracks in Cars like Motor Mile of the motor, South or something? Motor Speedway of the South. Sales close. And Smasherville. <laughs> Same way... Like Thunder Road yeah. that they were supposed to go to in Vermont also sounds like one of those tracks. Thunder Road. It does. So, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. But... I don't know. Thursday night thunder to bring in the thunder, not the thunder road, unfortunately, because of that flooding. But no. thunder Thursday night thunder continues. Uh, moving on. Nashville is the next IndyCar race. However, next year, it's apparently going to be the season finale for IndyCar. There are several reasons for this. We're going to talk about it. Uh, this is first reported by Tony Donahue on Twitter. And when I saw this, I saw other people talking about it before Tony did posted about it. And I was like, I don't think that's happening. I just, I don't see it. I don't see the movement from Laguna Seca. But then Tony posts about it. And then Adam Stern posts about it. So I was like, oh, this is actually happening. Uh, Marshall Pruitt has also talked about this as well. So a lot of people are talking about this. Uh, New layout happening in 2024. They will not be able to use this year's next year because the stadium that they drive around is being remodeled hmm. and they're not so, going to be able to race. There. So they have. So I don't. Is it going to have to be like a completely different layout or just like half the tracks don't have to change? I think it's going to be in the same general area, but I think it's going to be an entirely different layout. Oh, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Which hopefully it's a good layout because the current one is not good. Yeah. So. Um, I believe it was David Land, actually, who said that he had heard that it's going to be similar to Chicago, which that might be really fun because Chicago was good. And but. even like Detroit, we saw the new Detroit layout, which I would also compare to Chicago. A lot of 90 degree corners. Yeah. I mean, I, that was a good show. So, yeah, maybe so this is good. A season championship in Nashville, the vibes, that'd be I cool think vibes. here's the thing. I think IndyCar has had a problem where it's like its last race is so anticlimactic, just in setting. Yeah. Like you look at F1, they go to Abu freaking Dhabi. The hotel mm-hmm. is like multicolored lights, and they drive under it, right? And then NASCAR, we we used to go to Miami, which was cool. The track was awesome. Phoenix has at least Phoenix has at least kind of like done a lot to their track to kind of make it feel yeah. more grand. Phoenix has a light up cactus. Hey, it makes it really makes me in that championship mood. I mean, it's still in it the sure desert. Does. It's not the best, but like I think ending at Laguna Seca. Don't get me wrong, Laguna Seca, one of the best tracks in the country, but it's just not giving championship. You know what I mean? Long Beach mm-hmm. did, even St. Pete did. Like I think these street tracks as a championship finale for IndyCar is something that they should look at. Because I think the ones we got yeah. in 2020, 2021 were really good, really entertaining. So, 
Mm-hmm. I'm especially with a new layout. I think the Nashville, Nashville, it's Nashville. Imagine Joseph. Yeah. <gasps> imagine Joseph wins the championship next year because Alex Pillow went to F1, and he gets to mm. celebrate in his home city. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And so the big reason this is happening, and this is in the Marshall Pruitt article, is because the Olympics are happening next year. And the Olympics will be happening during the current Nashville Yeah. So what's going to happen, and I feel like this is probably going to stay if it it works out. Uh, Nashville would move to where Laguna Seca is. And Laguna Seca would fill in the gap that is in the early part of the schedule. We have like a month off. We start season. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, my God. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Yes to all of that. And then after the Olympics are done, um, or after the Olympics in 2025, then we can fill that gap where the Olympics were with an oval. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would work, quite frankly. And Laguna Seca... This doesn't give championship advice. We just talked about that. And I think it would fit really well early in, in the, the early part of the schedule. Yeah. I and think it would it fill would. that gap that we've been complaining about for years. That'd be fantastic. I would love it. I'm on board. When I saw that part, I was like, okay, we can have natural I'm sold finale. on it. Sure. I'm so yeah. sold on it. Like, this whole idea, there's nothing about this idea I don't like. I think it's a great change to the schedule. Because Nashville mm-hmm. is probably the is one of the only handful of like cities or tracks that I would want the IndyCar finale to be at. Because again, I think it's important for these series to build your final race as an event. Because there might be a championship battle, you know. Like I, I think mm-hmm. it's important to just build it up as an event. Just that's my philosophy. Right. So that's cool. I agree. And this change would also move the Nashville or move the championship banquet for IndyCar to Nashville as well. Right now it's in Indianapolis. Oh, that's another good so. idea. Cause again, just put it in Nashville. Yep. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. I agree. Yep. Um, moving over, shifting gears to NASCAR. Ironically, two supercars drivers are being mentioned here. Uh, SVG. We all know him at this point. He won Chicago mm-hmm. and second in supercars championship right now. Brody Kostecki are both going to run the Indianapolis road course race for the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, SVG will be back in the 91 for Trackhouse, and Kostecki is going to be in the 33 car for Richard Childress Racing. I knew damn well they had to put him back in that 91 car this year. There was no way. They they had to. They had to, and I think we're all wondering what happens when you take SVG, put him on a track that everyone else has also raced at. Then what can he do? Because I think we all talked about how Chicago was a very equal playing field, but now going to Indy, um, I you just have to wonder wh- how is he going to stack up? Because I still think he's going to do really good, but it's he might not. I don't think he's going to be able to just clear everybody in pace like he did right. at Chicago. That's the thing. So, um, we'll have to see. And then Brody Kostecki, I said it right. Brody Kostecki, um, won't call going to call him BK. <laughs> That's already taken. BK is taken. Oh God! But um, I don't know much about this guy. I just know he's good. Like so. Well, I mean, that's I mm-hmm. again. It's just really cool 
because this is helping both sports, supercars and NASCAR, right? Like this is this is good for both of them, both of the fan bases. Um, in that thirty-three car. And what I really like is just this Indy Road Course is feeling so stacked with Kamui Kobayashi in the 67. I really hope Jimmy just decides last minute to run the race in the 84 because I think... And he could. It's just so stacked. Like, I love seeing a big entry list. And I think the entry list at this point would be like 39. Maybe. Getting so. close to 40. I would love to see mm-hmm. some disqualifications. Someone going home. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to you see... You mean... Like, I, I wouldn't want to D&Qs. see... You mean D&Qs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said disqualify. That's a little So, different. did not... Qual- yeah, I guess so. So, like, I would like yeah. to see, like, some go or go home, basically. Like, that that yeah. would be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Or at least get the field big enough to where that happens, because, I mean, it's Indianapolis. It's a big deal, you yeah. know? So... Yeah. So, on one hand, I'm very excited for this, but on the other hand, this race for NASCAR has been a train wreck every time they've done it and i don't know but you know it's funny they're not they're not gonna have a good race so. it's cr- it's weird because nascar again we see this at indy we see it at dakota we see it at the only two f1 tracks in america permanent tracks right yeah Coda Coda. And indy. yeah and obviously there's a lot of kind of appeal to these tracks especially international drivers because like you know if you're going to a NASCAR race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, you know what to expect, right? It's the, it's one of the best racetracks in the world in terms of quality, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's a, you know, you you know that you're you're going to be in a good series, a good race. Same thing with Coda. If you're going to a race at an F1 track, yeah, the track will, is going to be pretty good, right? It's not going to like start falling apart on you. Um maybe yeah. unless you're, you know, at Indy. Um <laughs> but then we see what NASCAR does at these road courses where they pile in the turn one. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's why after I said after Chicago that they should just have single file restarts for the road courses. I think that'd be great. Or maybe they'll restart them a little sooner, like off the final corner of the Indy road course. I don't know. I kind of wish I I would love to see SVG run Watkins Glen or Kostecki run. That's I like really want to see him at Watkins Glen. Like I feel like the Indy Road Course. It's a fine track. It's probably the most boring track on the IndyCar schedule. Meanwhile, NASCAR. It's like they're pumping and banging and they're crashing each other. Well, it's a good track for NASCAR, in my opinion. The restarts are stupid, but I mean, you saw that first Xfinity race that they had there. That was an awesome finish. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an awesome road course yeah. for stock cars. It really is. It's just NASCAR doesn't know how to have fun. They they go too far with well, it. Well, they have, they have too much fun, I think, is the yes. problem. I, I, I just, you're not going to get all of the talent out of all these guys who are running that. You know, like, I, I don't know. I struggle to be too excited for it. Well, like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be we'll really cool. See. But it's it just... You're right. Unless they... Unless they have, like, an actual motor race rather than a demo derby, you know? I think we, we'll we just have to see. Because, remember, we had these expectations for the Chicago street course. And, of course, rain kind of subdued those expectations. But mm-hmm. I think there's hope for this race. Especially, like, maybe it will rain. Maybe we won't get an untimely caution. Maybe Joey Logano will crash out so he won't make it five wide in the turn one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. I think for now, though, we should just be excited that these guys are racing. 
in general. For sure. Good point. Especially, like, if they're yeah. fast and up at the front, they're not going to get involved in too much restart chaos, hopefully. Yeah. And now let's talk about the news that kind of had everyone shook for a bit. Uh, Justin Haley is leaving College Racing and is going to Rick Ware Racing next year. Just one week ago, Zach said he does not see Justin Haley leaving Colleague. That aged wonderfully, Zach. That did age wonderfully. Say. One of my many takes that aged wonderfully here on the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, make sure you click that follow button for more. Um, that, listen. Because, <laughs> like, I think that's the question everyone's asking. Why is he leaving Colleague? Why is he leaving Colleague? Pretty sure the same day. Did Colleg ever put out an announcement about that? No. No. That's weird. Hmm. And normally you would get like, we wish Driver the best on their next ride. We look forward to finishing out the year. Nothing. Huh. That's weird. Something. It's like something. They weren't expecting that. Yeah. And. What so Rickware Racing has an alliance with SHR or no Roush R- RFK RFK, but also SHR, don't they? Because like they they prepare some of the cars, kind of sometimes. Think when sometimes the fifteen is prepped by SHR. I think I it think, depends. Like if works. Riley Herbst is in it, or like I don't think they do it with Cole, Cole Custer. Custer. Do they do it with Cole Custer? I think so. I guess yeah. So when uh, Jensen Button was in it, that was an SHR. Okay, car, so. They have partnerships with SHR and RFK. Um, or at least but I next think it's going to be like, it's going to be very RFK next year. So it's like transitioning from SHR to RFK, it sounds like. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That's Because I'm like, dang, they, they besties with all the Fords, Lord. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I think maybe this is a long game to like get the six car after Brad retires. I don't think so. Why not? I don't think so. I feel like it. You, I feel like would have like th- this would have been known for a while, like if that were happening. And Brad, I feel like he would have had more of a say in this, you know. And when have you ever seen Brad Keselowski talking to Justin Haley? Like I don't know. It. Like a lot, I, might, I, I a lot happens backstage. I think. Justin Haley's statement mentions the alliance with RFK, but I think that's just he's trying to make a good situation out of a bad one. I think he got pushed out, quite frankly, Justin Haley. I don't think he wanted to leave college. I I think he's just trying to turn it into a, as good of a situation as he can. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I I think SF, SFG, SVG is probably <laughs> a leading candidate for this 31 and if not it's probably gonna be a full-time track house car and in the announcement that rick Ware racing did they made it sound like they're only running one car next year they currently have two charters i think no matter what happened here with justin haley and colleague i think svg has something to do with it one way or another whether track house is buying a wear charter or maybe they're getting in a colleague charter which i doubt or if SVG's going to call it. Something with SVG happened because this was on no one's radar earlier this month before Chicago. Hmm. And so what would happen just before then? Chicago, Colleague and Haley said they were planning on resigning. 
So. I'm having trouble following, though. Like, what would happen then? Like, SVG goes to Trackhouse because Trackhouse bought a colleague charter so Justin Haley wouldn't have a ride? Is that, like, what you're saying? Either that or they buy a wear charter. And then... Then what? So then colleague would be... Because... Wait, not colleague. Then Haley would end up at Trackhouse? What? No. <laughs> Haley has nothing to do with Trackhouse. Then what? Haley would be at where, and they'd have that alliance with RFK, and it'd be the only car there. They'd be like, he'd be like the sole lead driver at where. He'd be the only driver at Rick Ware, and then the, the like the fifteen yes. or whatever, the fifty one goes. The, fif- the fifteen would the... probably go away. Be- yeah, because yeah, the charter gets. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, I don't know if I but worded I, it the best. But, but I also I, don't I, get it because if it has nothing to do with Haley, then what? Why even bring it up? Because Trackhouse might be buying a wear charter. So why does that make Justin Haley be like, I need to leave Colleague? That's why I that's why more so I think SVG's going to Colleague. That would make sense. In the 31. So Trackhouse has I nothing think it's to more do with so this. That. Trackhouse has nothing to do with this, bro. <laughs> but Trackhouse and Colleague have a really good relationship. All their car all their drivers have a relationship with Colleague. Suarez is driven for Colleague. Justin Marks drove for Colleague. I really think there's something there in some one way or another. Oh, so, okay. So what could happen is uh, Alexander. <laughs> Listen, I don't get it. I really don't get what you're trying to say. Cause it's either, it's either. Okay. Here's how I see it. There's you're overthinking tra- it. No, you are overthinking I'm not it. the one overthinking it. Here's the thing. It's either. So we have Colleague, Trackhouse and Rick Ware. Those are the three teams involved in this. Apparently. Mm-hmm. But really, it's only two of them involved, I think. I don't think it's all three of them. It's either it's a deal between Colleague and Trackhouse, and Justin Haley had to find somewhere else to go, or Rick Ware, and it's between Rick Ware and Trackhouse somehow, or it's between Rick Ware and Colleague. Not all three of them. I just don't think we know all the details yet, and once we know where SVG is racing full-time next year in Cup, we will know. I think Kyle Busch is going to Colleague. <laughs> You are a year late with that comment. <laughs> we are so beyond that. I, I think joking, Alex that... Pillow is going to Rick Ware Racing to join Justin Haley. Oh, Jesus. Jesus cannot help no. you now. No. Especially not, I don't at, know. not at Rick Ware Racing. Poor Justin Haley. This will be what interesting. But I, do, I do not buy the whole Justin Haley is doing this as the 40 chess move to try getting the six car. I don't buy that at all. Well, if, listen, I don't think that has anything to do with if it. If it does have something something to do with SVG, I bet Haley wishes he beat SVG at Chicago. Yep. Yep. Interesting. That's why I, that's why I think it has all I think it all has to, goes back to SVG one way or another. I, I really don't know, do. Ale- Alexander, I don't know, dude. You're playing 4D chess with this right now, but we're going to go ahead and move on. Um but you already did you already mention Austin Hill? I did not. Okay. Uh, Bob Pachris tweeted that he has heard that Austin Hill is a front runner for a colleague seat. A colleague seat. So it doesn't doesn't say where. Yeah. Rick Ware. <laughs> um but uh Austin Hill might end up just being the replacement for Justin Haley. Maybe it has nothing to do with SVG. I don't know. And the other thing is is that uh Justin Haley's sponsors are pretty much all colleague 
like sponsors rather than like outside sponsors, if that makes sense at all. No. Like it's Leaf Filter, which is is it is name Matt Colleg? Is that his name? Yeah, Matt Colleg. I don't know. Yeah, Matt Colleg. You Collig, don't know my man Matt Colleg? And he sponsors the thirty one. Uh Austin Hill has sponsorship. So that could just well, be what that I is don't think well. Leaf Filters has been on the thirty one that much this year though. Have you noticed that? They've been on there quite a bit. But like not majority no, of the season. No, I don't think not so. Not the full season anymore, but like mass majority, yeah. I don't Celsius has been on there more, but that's We've about seen it. in that one water brand, Citrol, what is it called? Celsius, I just said it. Not yeah. Celsius, it's something different. The one he had at Chicago. I don't care. I don't uh, NASCAR I do console care. video games. You're disrespecting my man sus- Justin Haley. <laughs> we are moving on. There's a substantial fit, announcement coming soon in NASCAR console video games okay, for the Sports is... Business Journal's Hunter Cook. Zach loves NASCAR console video games. So, what do you think the announcement is, Zach? I think the announcement is something I do not want to be a part of. Because if it has mm-hmm. anything to do with motorsport games, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because, I mean, they have the license. They have the exclusive license. So I don't really see how what the possibility of iRacing somehow releasing a version of their million-dollar subscription service on a console. I don't see how that's really possible legally. Dale Earnhardt Jr. tweeted October 2022 that iRacing could come to console someday by saying, quote, a version of it, iRacing, may very well be on console in the future, end quote. And he had a little happy emoji. This is October 25th of last year. Listen, I'm curious on what that would look works like. works for all the time with those guys. I'm curious on what that would look like. I It makes me excited if it's iRacing. If it is iRacing on console somehow... How would that even look? Like, what would it look like? Because I don't think I don't think you can put a subscription service game on a console. I don't know. And have it sell well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but if it's some kind of version of it, where if it's like, maybe it's like a licensed NASCAR game, but it's iRacing, mm-hmm. so it's just NASCAR and not, not the other stuff, maybe that's a, that's a thing. Maybe there's single player mm-hmm. content because obviously iRacing is mostly just you know online racing right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I, I guess it would be iRacing, but it's just NASCAR and it's got a single player to it. Which, if iRacing's involved, yeah. it could probably be quality if there's money behind it. But at the same time, it makes me nervous. I don't know. Yeah, and. Uh, Motorsport Games was asked for comment about this. I don't know if you saw that. And they basically just said, we put out an update for NASCAR Heat 5. We've released NASCAR Rivals for the Nintendo Switch and NASCAR Ignition 21. They basically just said, like, we are still meeting our requirements of our contract by doing a thing every year. So that NASCAR Heat update was indeed their yearly thing. Holy. I'm not going to cuss. Um, Wow. Yikes! I yeah. God, I hope it's well. Definitely won't be motorsport games, and so this is good. Then it must be iRacing racing then, or something. Because what else would it be? What else would it be? Yeah, the only thing I could find was the Dale Junior tweet. That's the only thing, like hint of anything I could find. And I think iRacing, racing. I mean, a lot of especially, the, and this is the time to do it too with such a poor 
state of NASCAR console gaming, this is the time for iRacing to seize that. You know? So, Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what happens from that. Okay. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't... I don't know if this would make financial sense for them because it costs so much, but I wonder if you just had an online subscription Xbox and PlayStation's networks if you just got iRacing or something. I don't like you know. You have to like purchase like the game, and then if you have those, it just works I think like a regular p- online game. But then it's like, know. why would you have the game on PC? You know what I mean? Like, then you should just get it on console, then everything's well, like cheaper. The or, PC version, you can be a lot beefier, like with their computer and all that. So. I guess, but I'm just saying, like, buy. Well, I don't um, know how the money model would look because you have to buy every single track, every single car. Like, it's just. That's what I'm crazy. saying. Yeah. Like, I, if yeah. you bring it to console, there's no way you can do that, right? It's just no one would buy it. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know. The, the monthly subscription is the thing that gets me, but I know they can do, like, DLC yeah. on console. Yeah, so. like, DLC makes sense, but not, like, like that you part. have to buy stuff just to play the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um... Shall we move on to Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy? Yes, we shall move on to Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. Did you, before we do, Mm -hmm. did you find the Justin Haley water sponsor? Circle. Yes. Circle. Okay. It's it's not spelled like circle. It's gone now. But I'm pretty sure he has not been sponsored by Leaf Filter. And like, I'm pretty sure at the Daytona 500, he had circle. It's that like, okay, I'll I'll show you. But, um. But yeah, so no, I, I I didn't know if you found it, so I thought I'd let you share it. Okay. Okay. Uh, fantasy. Um, next IndyCar race, August sixth at Nashville. I got two points. It is now fifteen to four. So I have five races to make up eleven points. Um, I need to get like three wins and then beat you in the other races, and then I think I still lose. Wait, did I do yes. that math right? Yeah, I did. I believe that's well. Correct. There's always next year, anyways. Um, NASCAR at Richmond. <laughs> um, you're coming off a hot streak of two wins. You have 16 points. I'm down three points. So another, if I can get a win at Richmond, I'm right back into it. So I've seen a lot of races at Richmond. So hopefully, I know exactly who should win. I'm gonna go ahead and type my pick out. Our Discord DMs just a picture of Ty Gibbs doing a funny pose. They, funny. they, they are making all these drivers pose like me, like when I was sixteen on Snapchat. I don't understand why. Gosh. They're trying to yassify all these all right. drivers. Anyways, are you ready? I got my pick. All right, three, two, one. I picked Martin Truex Jr. Alex also picked Martin Truex Jr. Interesting. Yep. So now we go to round two. Of our picks. I got mine typed out. I'm waiting on Alex. Are you ready? I'm ready. Alright. Three, two, one. Ooh. You're taking Denny. Oh, wait a minute. I got Denny Hamlin and Alex has the spring winner, Kyle Larson. So. Huh. Kyle Larson. So, yes, he did win in the spring. Mm -hmm. I... Had him a little bit down on my list because Byron dominated the race. JGR mm-hmm. was also really fast in that race. I think Larson was a bit of a benefactor to other people having issues, and I didn't want to rely on him for this race when 
obviously the joke jgr has been fast we both picked true x he has such a good record here at richmond um christopher bell's pretty fast there too kevin harvick someone you have to watch i thought about harvick yeah um but i almost would have considered william byron before larson too the only thing i think for larson is he might be fired up after what happened at pocono so first i wanted to get truex off the board because i think he's the favorite but larson tends to win weeks a week after he's has a little thing with someone because he won after the Las Vegas Bubba Wallace thing. I believe he won the week after Kansas with Denny Hamlin. Yeah, at North Wilkesboro, I guess. Or maybe Dover was he after tends, Kansas. I don't know. He tends to win the week right after. So I think that's going to happen again. Well, I he, hope not. Because he, af- he won after Dover, right? Was that the race? I don't remember. This the year? season's all blending together. Yeah. He won at North Rooksboro. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I think it's going to happen again. So, yeah. NASCAR points at 16 to 13. I'm in the lead. I'll tell you what. Denny is really good here. Obviously. So, he's on a roll. Yep. Hopefully. Oh, God. Lar- if Larson pays Denny back this weekend... Jesus Christ. Oh, that wait, I didn't even think about that. We've just picked the two that are mad at each other. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I can't wait for Larson to spend any. By the way, these are my two favorite drivers. I don't know if people they realize are. that. Larson, Hamlin, and Burton are my favorites. My three favorites. Everyone outside of that's boring to me. So this is yep. not good. <laughs> I wish Harrison Burton would be beefing with somebody. Actually, no, nah, then he's going to get beat up again. Remember when he got beat up by Noah know. Gregson? Yeah, that was sad. And then someone put him in martial arts classes? God. That was embarrassing. Good times. Anyways, let's figure out how we're going to do this segment now. Um, this, this end. So, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to follow us on, let's see, X... Yep, you can follow us on X, aka Twitter. Zach is laughing. I can't do this anymore, Elon. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter or Threads or Instagram, we're at Gay Racing Pod. I'm at Dreamy Zach GP. Alex is at New Gaiden. Um, leave us a rating on Spotify and or Apple wherever you listen. If you want to help support the podcast, help us grow. Um. Yeah, pretty good episode today. I laughed a little bit, cussed a little bit. So I'd say I did my job, right? Right, Alex? Yeah. I argued with you yep. plenty about oh, things yeah. that weren't important, like Justin Haley's Yeah, paint Justin teams. Haley. Justin Haley is the most important thing. Justin Haley was like the that was the that was the moment for today. Justin Haley. That was the spiciest part of the whole episode. Anyways. Yep. Sure was. Everyone wish me luck in fantasy because I need it. Um, I'll see you you're guys. You're your ass kicked again. Uh, hey, you're gonna you're gonna be crying after I win the championship. In IndyCar or NASCAR? NASCAR, because we know it's not gonna happen in IndyCar. 
Okay. We already know I'd it's probably not cry gonna... at IndyCar. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be a flop. That would be a of the flop. year contender. Yep. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.